0: We don't plan for divorce, you know, when you stand up there and and do your vows, that's your your dream. I believe anything can be worked out, but I didn't realize that it would affect me at such a deep level emotionally, spiritually, mentally, and physically. All I can do is, is ask them to forgive me, to be humble, and then to forgive myself. You're a man living in the modern world in a time when men and manhood are not what they once were you live life on your own
1: terms you're self-sufficient you think for yourself and you march to the beat of
0: your own drum when life knocks you down you get back up because in your gut you know that's what men do you're a badass and a warrior and on the days when you forget we are here to remind you who you really are welcome
1: to sovereign man podcast where we aim to make men masculine again i'm your man Nikki baloo and we've got a very special individual on our show today this is my man michael d butler the author of the book the single dad's survival guide for reconnecting with kids and moving on with life after divorce welcome michael good to have you on the show brother
0: Nikki, it's great to be here, and you know nothing. Nothing lights my fire more than helping dads and helping their kids get through a divorce in as an emotionally healthy way as possible. I appreciate
1: that. You know, um, I'll tell you a little bit of my story before we get into yours, because I definitely want that to be front and center today. But in 2009, my my then wife, seemingly out of the blue, decided she didn't want to be married to me anymore. Um, I was blindsided. Maybe I should have seen it coming, but I didn't. And I spiraled down into hell. Uh, you know, I, um, she kicked me to the curb. I was sleeping on my mother's couch for a year. Uh, Man. I wasn't able to take care of my kids, uh, and provide for them. And it, it took other men really, um, to get me out of this. It took the energy of, of masculine uh brotherhood and fatherhood to get me out of that situation and i did get out of the situation it's one of the things that's led me to want to start this group because i think as as i've told you before we're living in a time where men manhood and masculinity are not facing their, their their best times ever the world is taking a big dump on us and a few years ago one of my coaches said look you need to put a program together for single dads who are like you were who are like newly kicked to the curb by their wives right
0: yeah like they're
1: just a little lost they're scared so i did that and i, I called it I, I kind of followed president trump's lead and i called it make your life great again you know what i mean and we i started, like that, that yeah it, it, it's good stuff and i've worked with about a half a dozen dads all these are are, are, are men uh, of traditional values they're successful men they're business owners all with kids mm-hmm. under 18 and i yeah. I took him through an eight-week process to get him out of hell. You know what I mean? and and, and it was it, it was good. I'm proud to have done that for some of these men. Uh, for a couple of them, we were able to even get their, their families put back together again, which was lovely. That's
0: beautiful. That's but beautiful.
1: At the end of the day, the problem is that, that this happens to a lot of men. And I know you know this. So why don't we segue into you telling us your story?
0: Well, this is, you know, I married my si- high school sweetheart and, and we never, we never anticipate, we don't plan for divorce. You know, when you stand nope. up there and, and do your vows, that's your, that's your dream. And, um, you know, we, we had four sons, 10, eight, six, and four when I was served divorce papers, but it gotten to the point with me, Nikki, that, uh, I was in a lot of pain. I was in a lot of emotional pain. We were young when we married and we just had trouble communicating. I was 20, she was 18 and uh, we wanted to be in the ministry together that was our thing we both felt a call to ministry she she moved from texas to oklahoma and and the only thing on her list on her bucket list was to to marry a preacher because she could sing and she felt called to ministry her parents were in the ministry and um she was the only christian in my high school you know and i decided that i'm going to marry a christian and uh the fact that i was marrying a woman that wanted to be in the ministry and that could sing and compliment me in the ministry um you know it was it was uh 3 or year, 3 years of dating and marrying my high school sweetheart and then a lot of adjustments right but i believe anything can be worked out even if a spouse uh, commits adultery you know the bible you know i was a pastor for 14 years and you don't have to be a bible scholar or theologian to realize when you read the scripture you know god uh does not God allows remarriage. He wants people to be happy. And when it comes to adultery, when it comes to your spouse beating you, mental, emotional abuse and, and checked into an insane asylum, you know, there, there's all kinds of reasons, abandonment that, uh, you know, there's some Christians that even people in the world that are not, don't call themselves Christians that feel guilty about a remarriage after their spouse has been missing for eight years or something like that. Yeah. And, and the Bible says it's better to marry than to burn. And, uh, you know, Paul said a lot about divorce and remarriage. Uh, Jesus said a lot about divorce and remarriage. And Moses talked about divorce and remarriage. And just like in your situation, you're happily remarried. I am happily remarried. October 1, just recently, a few months ago, happily remarried, was single for a lot of years. But Nikki, the main thing for me is, like you said, I was depressed. I was suicidal. I was angry. I had abandonment issues. Uh, I started drinking, I had never drank. I became an alcoholic and started abusing alcohol. Uh, wow. started you know sleeping around and you know picking up women at bars. And about six months into that, I said, this is not who I am. This is not who I am. When I realized I couldn't get my marriage back, um, you know, when I was served the divorce papers, my my first thought was relief. I felt relief because things were so uh, brutally verbally combative in the home that I thought I'm just going to be a good dad. I'm just going to raise my kids and and have have a peaceful time of being in my son's lives and attending their ball games. But I didn't realize that it would affect me at such a deep level emotionally, spiritually, mentally, and physically. And if it wasn't for getting help, if it wasn't for going to therapy, if it wasn't for reaching out and getting counseling and professional help and joining Divorce Recovery, Divorce Recovery saved my life. You know, John Eldridge and Wild at Heart, that program saved my life, that it's okay to be a man, it's okay to have feelings, it's okay to feel angry, it's okay to express your feelings, but then learn how to compartmentalize those feelings, because compartmentalization, is a good thing. I had my kids every other weekend uh, during the separation and after the divorce, and, and I was there for them. I just wanted to be there for them because I knew they were going through a lot at 10, 8, 6, and 4. And unfortunately for us, my wife didn't want to go to counseling and therapy. And I realized that I was going to therapy and counseling to work on myself personally, to work on my abandonment issues, to work on my addiction issues, to work on my anger issues. And, you know, things still come up and i i address them and i i asked myself why am i feeling this way and do i need to forgive is there somebody i haven't forgiven you know and the thing over the years now that my kids are 33 31 29 and 27 and there's been so many wow. proud moments and i'm so proud of them and they've given me two amazing grandsons that they're just amazing sons and and I can never go back and undo the divorce or the damage that was done, the hurt things that I said to them and or their mother. I wish I could take back, but I can't. All I can do is is ask them to forgive me, to be humble, and then to forgive myself.
1: Yeah, 100%. 100%. You know, there is a, um, there's a man by the name of Justin Sterling, and he uh, has been doing this work for men and women out of his Institute of uh, – relationship the sterling institute relationship since the late 70s and by the way he's got a men's weekend program that uh i've done myself um some of the men in the sovereign man group that you recently joined me in have done and he's doing a um, he's doing his next program at the beginning of june so we ought to talk about that offline it's really worth doing Very powerful.
0: I I love programs like that and uh, definitely want to check it out because you know what? It's things like that. You mentioned getting around the men and um, I I have a whole chapter in my book about avoiding the cave. You know, you know, there's there's modern culture has popularized the man cave and also popularized the idea and the concept of toxic masculinity. And I got to say this about my dad. I grew up in a home where my dad was present i never heard him curse. Uh, uh, He was always kind and gentle, and he was always there not only as a good provider. And I think the biggest thing for me, Nikki, was the guilt, the guilt and the shame of being a statistic, Uh, the guilt and the shame of being in ministry and losing my family, losing my spouse. Even though I had uh, started business and left the ministry a year before my wife uh, filed for divorce, Um, There was a lot of baggage I carried with me, you know, on on the book here, The Single Dad Survival Guide. You know, it's kind of funny here on the back, but it's true. There's the luggage, right? There's the luggage. Even, (laughs) even Even the family pets got the luggage. But this book always does really well around Father's Day because we package it as a gift. To give to to the man in your life that's going through a divorce because we realize women buy and read and write 90% of the books and men just go into their man cave and self-medicate or, or do things like that. Either we become workaholics, right? We go into our man cave, but if we'll get in a group like you've talked about, get into a group like divorce care, I actually went through divorce care a couple times because of the anger, because of the abandonment and then end up facilitating divorce care and uh, it's just a powerful place to be around other people that are going through what you're going through that can challenge you and say this is who this is what you're feeling right now but this is not who you are this is what you've been through but it doesn't define you you can love again you can have a relationship again but so many singles uh, I mean we had people as as a, as a uh, moderator for divorce care we had a mediate and say, Hey guys, this is not a pickup place. This is not a place where you're, you're <laughs> so again. you know, what so, so after divorce care, we'd all go out to dinner together. Right. Because you, you know, that feeling of being alone, Nikki, one of the, one of the, the thing that really made me cry for the first time after the divorce is I walk into a restaurant by myself and the hostess says just one. Yeah. And yeah. It, it might as well have been with a megaphone in slow motion and she's just making fun of me and everybody's pointing at me and listening and laughing is just <laughs> what and, and and then and then a few months later I go That's in awesome. and proudly and proudly say yes it's me it's me and then I just go straight to the bar because there's no waiting at the bar but then there's another thing of okay if I'm at the bar watching the game and networking Go light on the go light on the alcohol. Don't fall into another trap just because I'm hurting and I want to medicate that pain. All things in moderation, brother. And I got to say, there were some tough years in reconnecting with my kids because the subtitle is reconnecting with your kids and moving on with your life after divorce. Yeah. And fortunately for us, I I stayed within three miles of the kids until my last son got into college, and then I moved out to California to start my company. But I always wanted to be in their life. I tried my best to be at every game. I tried my best to be at every school play, to be at every graduation, to be at every birthday party. And and, and fortunately for my wife and I, we got along pretty good when it came to birthday parties and Christmas and holidays. That's that's tough for dads. That's tough for, for men when the other person is doing an emotional parental sabotage where they're using the kids you know, to get back or hurt the other person. But I would say to a dad that's hurting, Uh, Get yourself healthy first. Grab the oxygen mask. Get some men in your life. Stop the financial bleeding. Uh, You know, it's going to hurt financially. They say it takes seven years to recover from a divorce. Marriage is grand. Divorce about a hundred grand. I think now in the economy, marriage is about two to three hundred grand, depending. But just it's going to take a while to recover. So think smart. Think like a business owner. But the main thing is heal yourself first so we don't repeat the patterns.
1: Yeah there's a lot of good things you said. I want to unpack some of this. And 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 um before we unpack it I want to just finish the thought that I had around um Justin Sterling and the work that he does, right? Um mm-hmm. the problem that men, even men like you and I who are conscious of this stuff face in 2023 and frankly have been facing since the mid 60s is that the culture right now has gone from celebrating men and manhood and masculinity to Twenty four seven, three sixty five, taking a dump on men, manhood, and masculinity. The right. messages are all: you're bad, you're wrong, you're toxic for being a man. By the way, there's no such thing as toxic masculinity. I want to just make that clear. That is a exactly. evil phrase invented by an evil, evil, dark set of forces that are trying. It's to It's an be oxymoron. Capable. You're exactly yeah, right, hundred percent. But whether you like it or not, these influences are coming your way, and they're causing you to in subtle ways that you don't even see, behave in a boyish, feminized, unmasculine way. And the only way you can do something about it is with other men. You can Mm -hmm. read all the books you want. You can go, yeah, yeah, that's great. But the environment is feminized. You're with (laughs) your family. It's not a masculine environment. You're with your wife. You better not be (laughs) masculine with your wife. It ain't going to work, right? You're with young kids under the age of 18. You can be a little bit masculine to be sure, but your wife's there, to make sure that you're also not super hyper-masculine with them, because mm-hmm. it's it's not gonna it's not gonna fly to, to to behave in that fashion in that environment at work. You work with women primarily, brother. You've got to cater to your to your audience, right? Right, exactly. I, I, I mean, but when you're with men, and with men who understand this, you can let your hair down. You can be masculine. You can have a masculine exchange. You you, you know you can. You can yell and scream at each other if you want to. And 10 minutes later, you put your arms around each other, go grab yeah. a beer. You, yeah, know, you exactly. know what I mean? Um, you can even get into fisticuffs with a man and be friends with him when it's over. <laughs> you know, That's masculine environment. That's a masculine conversation. And the reason why I'm such a fan of Justin Sterling, Sterling Men's Weekend, is because it's a three-day transformational primer on how to live from your masculine power. Right. And this next one is coming up, I think June 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. Any man who's listening to this, you may want to check it out for yourself. And if you're interested, I don't get a toaster for signing you up, okay? But I'll be honored to be your sponsor. It's kind of like AA in that fashion. You got to have a sponsor to bring you in. But oh, that's I, cool. Yeah, I think it's good. Yeah. The things that you said around needing to stay involved in your kids' lives. I think that's important. In that eight-week program I put together, make your life great again. And mm-hmm. You know what, brother? It might make sense for you and I to, to team up and do a, a, a book around this. I've been wanting to write a book about this, but maybe I've been writing all these business and political books. Yeah. I haven't had time. But if you're up for it, I'd love to team up and put something hey, together. Hey, in I, I,
0: I, w- I would love to do it. I, I think it needs to be done. It needs to it happen. It does. And yeah, we'll,
1: yeah. We'll put, I'll put the entire content in the book for free. But if you need help, and a lot of men will need help, reach out to me. Yeah. I'll help you. you. We'll sign you up for the program. But So we're doing the, a book we're doing a book hey by we're the way doing I'm, doing, I'm doing a book with david grossman too colonel david grossman who wrote okay. on hunting on killing and on spiritual combat oh it, yeah yeah so he and i are doing a book on monday we're talking to his publisher so god bless me yeah. i've just committed to three more books in the next year Woo-hoo, nikki got yeah, me, bless too. You. And me run too a business. <laughs> and run my business take my kids to hockey and soccer fabulous it's great how old are your kids now Nikki? 17 and 15 17
0: and 15 see i i would love to have those years back because uh i gotta tell you man they go so quickly now that they're 33 to 26 it just it just flies by and um you you know what do you what do you do because i can hear a single dad saying you know i'm not i'm not hearing my kids i'm not seeing my kids i know uh one Marine Corps parent that got the wife got a restraining order because he had some anger issues and PTSD and stuff like that. So she knew intimately what he was going through on the P- PTSD, and she used that against him to get a restraining order. Where now he has supervised visitation. I think that's just so sad that she resorted to that to try to to try to hurt him further. But he he's with his kids as much as he can be. It's only once a month he gets supervised visits. So what I would say to the dads that are alienated from your kids do the best you can send them a text message, Uh, be there every time you can make it a priority. Even if it hurts you financially, even if you have to drive, even if you have to fly, I would say, stay close to home, stay close to them until they get 18 so that, that you can do that. It's tougher if they're further away. It's tougher if their mom or you work in a different city, but there are things you can do creatively now with faith. We didn't have FaceTime and zoom when my kids were young. Cause my divorce was 24 years ago, but I, I got to tell you, um, the kids know when you are thinking about them. And so I even, you know, my, my two youngest, I'll text them and call them. And I don't always hear back from them. My two oldest, I always hear back from them. They're very respectful, but my two youngest, they're more like the Gen Z generation where they think, Oh yeah, I'll see you at Christmas kind of thing, which it hurts me. But at the same time, it helps me realize that, okay, I know they're well, because if they needed me, they, they would call me, you know, there's been times where they've called and said, dad, you know, I need some cash or whatever. And, and I know they're, they're <laughs> fine. They just don't need dad as much as they used to.
1: Yeah. The dad ATM, uh, that's uh, <laughs> definitely my teenage boy, dad, can I buy this? Can you give me that? Oh my God. And if the money's there, I'm always a yes. If it's not eight kids, no, sorry. Can't do it right now. Yeah, the
0: <laughs> other thing, Nikki, that's very important. I wanted to mention, you know, and talk about uh, turning divorce care into a pickup bar. Um, that's not ideal. It, you know, they say you need a year of, of recovery for, er- of, for every four years you were married. So in my case, I was married 14 years. So I needed three years of recovery. Yeah, you know, I probably started dating within two years, and that probably wasn't enough time. My biggest fear was that I was going to do a a rebound marriage, you know, and just repeat a failure. So I did stay single for six years. Um, but I, I did start dating two years in. At least I gave myself two years to kind of emotionally heal, work through my pain and trauma. Otherwise, you bring that out in the next relationship. You bring it out. And the, the thing I wanted to say about that is when my kids were young. They didn't meet a woman. They did not meet a woman on my weekend unless it was somebody I was thinking about proposing to. It was was somebody that I knew was marriage material that had a possible future with me and I was still checking her out. Then I would slowly uh, and gently introduce somebody. Like we would go to church on a Sunday and then she would come eat with us and then she would go home. It It wasn't like we would hang out all weekend. She definitely didn't stay the night or anything like that because I wanted my kids to feel like, our weekend was dad time that was our time with dad and that was my time with my kids and so i would say you know if you think about your kids and you think they go through different things some of them are more emotional some of them are more quiet they keep their emotions inside they need counseling they need therapy they need to be able to talk to somebody about the feelings they're going through particularly if there's a lot of parental ex-parental conflict
1: yeah uh You know, there's good points you're making over there. So for me, in the Make Your Life Great Again program, the first thing that um, we do week one is um, take ownership. You're not her victim. You're not her victim. Yep. Okay? And she's mad. And here's the deal. Feminine gets angry. Whatever the reasons are, you got to take ownership. You can't go pointing fingers at her. Look how horrible she is. No. Let's be honest. This is 2023. And for the last 60 years, close to 60 years, Let's be honest, men have been feminized and they're not showing up in a masculine way around women. And that, you know, that causes women to feel scared. Women need Mm -hmm. a steady rock of a man. And if they feel that there's a chink in that, that makes them scared. And the the messages from the culture to them are even more insidious than they are to us because they're telling her, you can be just like a man. In fact, go act like a man. Don't act like a woman. You don't need a man. He's bad. He's wrong. 24-7, 365, they're telling her, that you're a sucker for having gotten married and been with a man, and unless mm-hmm. she is part of a group of women who mm-hmm. are helping her see that her feminine—it's okay to be feminine, it's okay to be awesome—this mm-hmm. is what's going to send her into the into the into the bad space and have her act badly. And if your wife is, you know, doing things that are hurtful to you, the answer can't be for you to just hit her back harder.
0: Mm-hmm. The
1: answer's got to be you're the man. You take the blow for the family, take it for her, take it for the kids. And then you go, I understand that. And one of the things I said uh, during the process of my divorce uh, was, you know, I guess I must have really screwed up as a husband for you to decide that you needed to do this. And she was like, whoa. And that was like, you're taking this really well. I go, well, I don't know that there's another way to take it. Because if I take it any other way, that's disempowering to me. Bad for my kids, bad for her, and,
0: and Nikki. Her- that was th- that was the truth. I did not realize till about five or six years after my marriage, I played the victim role. Even though I did all these therapy things, and even though I did the Disneyland dad thing for a while, uh, I was still blaming. I was still blaming. Even though I didn't talk bad about her to the kids, they never heard me once say anything bad it was here. So I'm sure that feeling was projected because they're my kids. They, they pick up on that, right? They pick up on sure. it, but I did finally own it. I did finally own it. It just took me longer, but what you said right there is so liberating and that I think will release a lot of the stress from your kids. Yeah. It's sad they're going through a divorce, but I think it helps them cope quicker and process better by knowing that dad's taken responsibility.
1: Yes. And, it's very important so that's kind of like in in, in my kind of eight week uh make your life great again coaching that i do with a man
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you you own it you're not a victim i get that man out of victim mode if he's not willing to do that i'll fire him as a client like that's got to be the first thing he's willing to do Mm -hmm. no more Mm -hmm. blaming her you totally own it you take it up right second thing Mm -hmm. you do is you go hardcore on making sure the kids are good your job is now father protector right You got to go, as you said, spend time with the kids, Mm -hmm. do stuff with the kids. Let them know the divorce ain't their fault. This Mm -hmm. is so important for a father to do for the kids. A lot of fathers don't do that. They kind of think the kids know. They don't know. The kids are thinking this is our fault. We caused mom and dad to break up. We're Mm -hmm. bad. If we were better, they'd be together. And you need to go tell them. Yeah. This is not your fault. Mm -hmm. In fact, what kept us together as long as we were together was you. If it yes. weren't for you, we would have done worse. That's what yes. you gotta tell them. It is not yes. your fault. You did nothing wrong. This is all yes. on dad, and you gotta you gotta take it yourself. This is all on dad. I screwed up. I'm bad, and I'm gonna do better right now. And yes, there is so much relief for those children when they hear that. Yep. They just absolutely it, this all the daddy issue girls. This gets mm-hmm. rid of ninety nine percent of their daddy issues. Yeah, you know right. What I'm saying?
0: right, right, right. Yeah, because if we don't say that to them, and I'm so glad you shared that, uh, the enemy plays on that. That's the lie in their head. So the enemy has the lie that he tells your ex-wife, then the enemy has the lie that he's telling your kids. But you're circumventing that because the truth sets them free, and the truth is, it was not my fault. This is, you know, God loves me, God has a plan for my life, and I'm I'm not the reason my parents got a divorce. They need to hear that repeatedly again and again and again and again. Good job. That, that's And I think we bring that up in our book together, Nikki. I, it's oh, going to be a also, lot of fun. I got the eight
1: modules, man. They're eight chapters, intro, yes. eight chapters, conclusion. I got, yes. I got it all laid out for you,
0: pal. All we got to do is come up with a title, subtitle. We each have an interesting bio. Make your life bio. great again. Make your there life you great again. That's there you is. go. There <laughs> you go. Yes. That'd be it's great. It. It's good. It's gonna, it, And it's going to be a red cover with white letters, right? brother. Yeah.
1: So, so, um, the truth of the matter is though, a, a lot of, a lot of fathers, this is the other thing that they need to understand, right? That your job is to, um, your job is to, you know, take full ownership. Your job is to look after your kids, and then your mm-hmm. job's to look after you. You know how what you talked about. You did. Um, mm-hmm. Thankfully, I, that's one thing I didn't do. Thankfully, I, I I went to the gym. I didn't go to the bars. I went to the gym.
0: Yeah, I, was, I started going to right. the gym too. Oh, I gotta tell you, Nikki. During that time, I was working eighty to hundred hours a week. But here's what was going on. I yeah. was drinking a two liter of Mountain Dew a day. Wow. I was I was I was driving through fast food three three to four times a day. Wow. I had brain brain fog. I would check out in the middle of a sentence. I just have brain fog. I had so many health issues. I was overweight. I wasn't getting enough sleep. I started a janitorial company. I was working at night. And I'm glad you're talking about this. I'm glad we're talking about this. This is going to be epic and awesome.
1: Yeah. Because a man's got to take care of himself. (laughs) That's the other thing. He's got to like, this is the thing that we get the man to do is we go, listen, man, look after your health. No drinking no mm-hmm. barring, no boring mm-hmm. you go to the gym you mm-hmm. work out you eat mm-hmm. clean that's got to be the, a step that you take as part of this process of making your life great again because if you do that prepare yourself you're, you're exactly you're purifying the, For body. the next
0: right. yeah i know i know you work with a lot of law enforcement and and former military and current military like i do and having that discipline, I'm running my my second marathon next week, I'm in training mode, and having the discipline uh, to prepare yourself, you want the great marriage, prepare yourself for the spouse that you're wanting to attract, because God's not going to bring them until you've got your mindset cleaned up, you're out of victim mold. you're getting emotionally healthy, you're reading the Word, you're getting a purpose and a vision, where there's no vision, the people perish and so I've I've got a vision for my life. Nikki, you got King a vision. King Solomon for said life.
1: that, right? King yeah, Solomon yeah. said that in the Bible.
0: Yeah, and, and he even he screwed up those relationships. He had a thousand wives, but at the end of the day, he said <laughs> he 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 gave us some wisdom. Proverbs 31 was the woman um that we all want. That's the woman we all want. He wrote that after. Being with 700 wives and 300 concubines and serving other gods, he came back in his older years like his father and said, I've sinned, but I want to do what's right and do what's right for my nation and do what's right for my legacy and my grandchildren.
1: Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. And, uh, you you know, so those are the steps that I think every every father who's newly become single needs to take right away. Mm -hmm. And here's the other thing that you got to do is you got to find a way. To let your 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 wife or soon to be ex-wife know that um, you're cool. You're gonna cooperate with her, that mm-hmm. you still love her, whether you are together or not, she's the mother of your kids. And this mm-hmm. is a position of honor and respect. And it's very important for you as a man to do that, to mm-hmm. let her know that and do not get into this fighting BS. You know what I mean? That people get into. It's just not cool. It's not going to work well.
0: Well, it's like the little Nicky and the little Michael. You know, when we were kids, we would throw a fit when we were four or five, when we didn't get our way. And I had a therapist tell me during that time, she said, I want you to validate little Mikey and give him a hug and have a conversation with him and had a conversation where, I acknowledged his feelings, and I forgave him for not standing up for him. But I said, now that you're an adult, you're not going to be able to act like that. And for those of you that want to get your wives back, you mentioned this, Nikki, and I tried to get my wife back. And uh, if you want to get your wife back, you got to show her that you mean business in the personal growth space and that you're willing to take ownership. If that's a separation for a while, if that's uh, even remarrying, even after the divorce has been final, if you're out there... Um, living out your anger and your addiction and the other person can see there's no personal growth they're not gonna want you back but it is a two-way street and forgiveness is the big thing forgiving yourself forgiving others and at some point you've got to realize I can't control what the other person does I'm gonna move forward in God's plan with my life if that's reconciling my marriage great you and I've seen a lot of that happen over the years Uh, but it doesn't always happen that way and if it does it you've got to grieve it let it go and for the sake of you and your kids you move move on And, and follow, follow the Lord. But I love what you said about getting yourself healthy, stay healthy because God's got something bigger and better for you. Even if it's with the same spouse or a different spouse in the future. Amen. Amen.
1: It's super, super important. And you know, one of my mentors, uh, when I was going through my divorce, um, God has a sense of humor, by the way. You, you, you know, I got to tell you who this guy was and why he was the best mentor for a man going through a divorce is he made the best golfer in the world, black Tiger Woods, right? He made the best rapper in the world, a white guy, Eminem, and he made the best heterosexual marriage counselor in the world, a gay man. Right. So it's just, it was just wild. And he was my counselor. And what he told me, his name is Owen. and what he told me is, he said, Look, women fall in love with a man over his behavior. They fall out of love with the man over his behavior. And they'll fall back in love with that man over his behavior. And I built that into Make Your Life Great Again is like, look, you need to behave differently. Who you were led your wife to vote no. Now, maybe she'll get back together again with you. Maybe she won't. But who you need to be right now has got to shock her, has got to go, who is this man? He's not the man that I want to leave. Maybe he's the man that I originally wanted to marry. And so your behavior needs to shift. You do that, it's going to be shocking to her in a good way. But that's what a man needs to focus on, in my view.
0: Plus, it speaks volumes to your children of respect in the way the way to handle that situation, because what we don't want to do is repeat the pattern. We want to, you know, my mom came from a terrible situation, and uh, she broke the cycle. And then um, I, I believe my kids can can bring the cycle full circle and and show the love and the respect and and not be the victim. So I was I was the 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 victim, and I projected that onto my wife, and I had unrealistic expectations that she could never meet because I didn't have a group of guys around me. So I'm excited that we're talking about uh, Sterling Men's Weekend. I'm excited that we're talking about doing a book together. Father's Day is coming up. It's a tough time. I can remember my first Father's Day away from, from, kids, from my kids. Yeah. It's, it's a tough time. I'm, I mean, I think I went to a sports bar or something and had a burger and a beer, and I didn't know anybody. I was in a new town, and it's a tough time. So don't isolate. Get around. Get around guys that can support you at church. Find a good church with a good men's group and grab your copy of Single Dad Survival Guide. Grab it as a gift for a guy in your life. Buy a couple copies, share it, give it away, and uh, it'll give some, some great things like improving the emotional health of kids, how to stop the money bleeding, how to save yourself financially, how to prepare yourself for that next relationship, and it sounds like we're going to be hanging out over the weekend, June 2nd through 4th, Nikki. I'm, I'm excited about that. And because you know what? No matter how long ago my divorce was, I realized I need to sharpen myself and get around guys that are making it happen. Because there's always somebody that will be the Roger Bannister for me. that i need in my life nobody thought anybody could run a four-minute mile and then finally one day roger banister did it he broke the four-minute mile that next year 130 people because they saw an example they broke that four-minute mile and people are still breaking bigger records you don't have to be a statistic no matter what your background was no matter what your childhood and upbringing was like no matter what kind of addictions and dysfunction there was you can be the pace setter and set the standard in your generation
1: Amen, brother. Amen. And, you know, in your book, you mentioned the importance of healing financially. And I think that's super, super important. One of the things you got to take responsibility for is making sure that you're a father provider. And Mm -hmm. that means that you got to take care of business with money. Mm -hmm. You've got to do that. There is no other way. And I think that's very, very important to to get to men. And lastly, you got to pat you got to pay it forward to other men, right? Like part Mm -hmm. of what you're talking about with your book is don't just buy a copy for yourself. Buy a copy and give it to a gift to a man who needs this. A man who's recently gone through a divorce. That is what it's all about. Men have always been community builders. And Mm -hmm. one of the ways you build a community is that you pay it forward by helping another man who's hurting. And -hmm. if you're not already part of a men's group, you need to be part of one. We created Mm -hmm. Sovereign Man to have a place that celebrates men, manhood, and masculinity. And you need to check it out. If you don't have a men's group, come check out Sovereign Men. Go to sovereignman.ca. Come to a meeting. It's free to attend a meeting and to check out who we are, what we do for men, and what it's all about. It's super, super important. But you need to pay it forward to other men, and you need to make sure that you're with other men in a masculine environment. And that's important because there's a lot of so-called men's groups that don't provide a masculine environment because the thinking they bring to the group is very much feminized. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So one of the things I see in some groups right now, they just say, let's support this man. Listen, man, Mm -hmm. you know, men don't need support. Bras are for support. Bras Mm -hmm. give you support. Men need accountability. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You don't need to support a man. You need to hold him accountable to his word and his commitments.
0: Because if you support
1: him, you're actually weakening him. Oh, that's mm-hmm. okay. You're gonna be fine. No, mm-hmm. he doesn't need that. He's a man. Iron, a little boy needs that, iron. right? Yes. Yeah, a yeah. little boy needs that. A man needs like, hey, Nikki, Mike, Michael comes to Nikki. Yo, hey, Nikki, you screwed up.
0: Yeah, you badly definitely.
1: screwed up. What are you gonna Chief do up. differently? Not Nikki. It's okay that you screwed up. No, no, Michael, mm-hmm. Nikki, you screwed up. What are you gonna change? How are you gonna fix yes. it? That's accountability. Now, mm-hmm. look. You kick a man when he's down. If a man's broken, do you go, Oh, well, you screw up? No, you don't do that, man. You lift that man up and you help him out, but you still don't speak to him like he's broken. Mm-hmm. You hold him up until he's strong enough to move forward. That's the difference between a masculine environment and a boyish or feminized environment. And it's very important, right? That men are in a masculine environment and, It's no disrespect to women and femininity. I love women and I love femininity. And I think feminized environments are amazing and they're amazing for women and girls to be in them. Right. And we live in a feminized world. So you're going to be in a bit of a feminized environment, whether you like it or not, but you still need a masculine environment to bring out that, that badass, that warrior within. That's, what's going to allow you to live life as the best version of yourself. And that's, what's going to help us Mm -hmm. save our society. Cause right now our society is under attack, man. There's some crazy stuff going on in there, you know? There's some insanity that's going on at the level of our government that seems to be letting in a gazillion people through the border. They are trying to pretend that that men can be women. I mean, these, these are folks who supposedly are champions for women, yet they're letting men into women's spaces and scaring the crap mm-hmm. out of them. I think that's absolutely insane. Yep. Uh, it, 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 and all of this is taking place on our watch. Mm-hmm. We got to do something about it. SovereignMan.ca
0: is the website, right? SovereignMan.ca
1: is the website. We got to do something about it as a we community. We can make a difference. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and make a difference. Great,
0: so- great, great group. So proud to be a part of the group. I've been bringing people yeah. in. It's 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 much needed because it's. I think it's the missing element. There's a lot of men's groups in churches where. They have eggs and bacon and a nice little talk and testimonial, but it doesn't challenge. It's not iron sharpening iron like Sovereign Man is. No, no. I Mm -hmm. appreciate that. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, listen, we're going to make sure. Hold that book up again one more time, brother.
0: Yeah. Single Dad Survival Guide. Grab a copy for somebody you know. Grab a copy for yourself, and this will help them get to the next level, navigate the phase, reconnect with their kids, and move on in the areas of finances, emotional health, and future success. Yes, indeed. God bless
1: you for that, man. Thank you so much for coming on the show, sharing your wisdom, and uh, come on back hey, great soon. great
0: to be here, Nikki. Just really proud of all you're doing with Sovereign Man. I think that's the missing element, and this is going to, you know, the rally cry for, for men in the cave that are hurting and self-medicating, this is a chance for them to get back in the game, tape it up and get back in the game. Now more than ever, God needs a, a man's voice, and families and children need their f- father to be present not just present physically but also present emotionally and making a difference so the little things the little text messages the little reminders know your kids love language communicate them in that language and nicky keep up the great work really happy to be partnering with you even on this new book and uh, it's going to be epic I
1: think it's going to be fun i think it's going to be fun man all right man catch yeah. you on the flip side god bless
0: thank you for listening to the sovereign man podcast If you're ready to take charge of your life and become the man you've always wanted to be, we invite you to join the movement at SovereignMan.ca.